0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus events, while supplies last, make every tap
1: music to your ears.
2: You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
3: Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon?
4: You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real
3: would smoke real. And you could tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Right Brand Bacon. That's called Right Brand Bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.
2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Dennis, Dan Patrick Show. Spent a lot of time first hour talking about Seahawks and the Saints. Seahawks trying to survive without Russell Wilson. They're going to get him back in a couple of weeks, and maybe you can make a charge. As for the Saints, got the Buccaneers coming up, and that'll be spicy. Also talked about Tom Brady, the... uh, touchdown ball that the fan gave back and they finally ponied up and gave him probably what it's, uh, well, not what it's worth, but certainly, I mean, they gave him, you know, crypto, a Bitcoin. Tom has a Bitcoin that he gave him. That's worth like $60,000. Uh, we also talked about the Packers without Devonte Adams. Uh, he's in COVID protocol right now and probably not going to play on Thursday night against Arizona. Uh, you know, they have other issues with their wide receivers because their number two wide receiver, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, has a hamstring injury, and he's closer to coming back, but they might be without their top two receivers against Arizona. Eight seven seven three 3 dp show Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. So the Saints meet the Seahawks. Seahawks now dip to 2-5. and five. World Series. Game one, Braves versus the Astros. Not the matchup everybody wanted, but it could be one of those World Series we look back years from now and say, man, there were some stars on the field. Both teams boast underappreciated great players, big game pitchers. Freddie Freeman, one of the more anonymous former MVPs in baseball. Their October star, Eddie Rosario, is 30 years of age. Never been in an All-Star game. Jock Peterson, viewed as somebody who didn't deliver on his incredible promise with the Dodgers. We know about Altuve and Carlos Correa, uh, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker. They're playing great. The cheating scandal tarnishes everyone's reputation, regardless of their involvement. If you remove the hype or lack of hype in this case, it should be a really entertaining World Series. And that doesn't mean everybody's going to tune in, but they probably should if you appreciate what could be a very intriguing playoff matchup. And if you're an Astros fan, you probably say, look, nobody's going to like us, respect us, uh, it, it, you know, we might as well win. Like, it's not one of those where you go, boy, if we lose, you know, do we have people who go show us sympathy? The answer is no. And if you win, somebody's going to inevitably say, well, why did you cheat, cheat in 2017? You can win a World Series without that. There's no way around that. But if you're looking at the Astros with what they've done, I mean, the Astros have been an incredible franchise. They really have. They are a big-time group of players that they've had. And you still have sort of that core, Bregman, Correa, and Altuve. But this is a six-year run. And yes, you have the cheating scandal in there. And if they don't win, then you'll have people who will say, oh, so you had to cheat to win a World Series. You know what? You're you're on an island. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Go out there and just play. And, you know, if you win another World Series, yes, there are going to be critics, skeptics, absolutely.
5: But who cares? Win. Yeah, McLevin. Where do the Atlanta Braves stand as far as likability goes? Um I'm a Phillies fan, so I've hated them because they've been good for thirty I, I, years. I don't
2: think they're good enough to hate.
5: Yeah. They used to be though. Yeah. Hate? Again, Phillies fans hated them because they really owned us. They didn't for win a long enough long World time. Series. They they always got there.
2: They just didn't win. I don't I don't think there was a Nobody disliked Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz. I mean, maybe Chipper Jones was polarizing to some people, but I mean, I don't think anybody hated the Braves. Braves didn't do anything wrong, except for they just didn't win the big one. That was it. You, you win it once. 1995. That's it. But every year, you had three of the best pitchers, three Hall of Fame pitchers. You had some pretty good talent there. But I don't think they were... They didn't win enough for people to dislike them. Yeah, Paulie?
3: It's interesting. Uh, Bobby Cox was the manager of the uh, Braves in 1995, of course. He made a couple playoffs. They won the World Series in '95. Then he made the playoffs the next nine straight years yeah. and didn't win a World Series. And he didn't get fired. Yeah. He even missed the playoffs for three or four years and didn't get fired. I don't think that would happen today.
2: Probably not. I mean, look at what the Cardinals did. They, they fired their manager.
3: Uh, Dave Roberts. If Dave Roberts does not return to the World Series in
2: the next three years. Oh, probably two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah being kind, yeah, because it almost feels like certainly in college football, you you get maybe two years after you win something big, I mean, Gene Chiswick, now with Ed Orgeron, like you're gonna the window is really, really tight. Uh, you know, Joe Madden with the Cubs, it's like, wow. You would think that he would get a lifetime hall pass for what he accomplished with the Cubs. <laughs> like a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, McClellan. What
5: about Doug Peterson with the Eagles? It's not like the Eagles were winning a bunch of Super Bowls before him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Where are the Cubs now? Where are the Eagles now? Yeah.
5: All right. Uh, what's the poll question for the okay, final hour? Final hour. We have a whose career would you want debate going oh, on over oh, here. Oh, okay. So Joe Flacco is in the news. Big quarterback trade. Joe Flacco from the Eagles to the Jets. Yeah.
2: Well, they finally got a backup yeah. quarterback that I kept saying, you should have somebody like that to help Zach Wilson.
5: I said that in August. Why did they this trade makes so sense? Joe Flacco should have been a jet all year. So... Uh, Would you rather have Joe Flacco's career with a Super Bowl victory, Super Bowl MVP, Mm. and we came up with the equivalent Matthew Stafford?
2: Now, do I get Matthew Stafford the rest of his career?
5: Yes. Okay. There's no guarantee of a Super Bowl, but a shot. Thank you,
3: Todd. Yes, boy. This is interesting because Matthew Stafford is flirting with the Hall of Fame with his numbers. A Super Bowl would lock him in. He'd have a ring and a Hall of Fame. Joe Flacco is in no danger of going to the Hall of Fame, but he is a Super Bowl champion and MVP and a legend in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, that's a tough one.
2: It's tough to take away a Super Bowl and you're the MVP in the Super Bowl. That's big. Because it's not like you went along for the ride. Like Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl, he was along for the ride, no offense. But, you know, Joe Flacco was the MVP. Oh, boy. I, I would take Flacco's because he won the MVP as well. Stafford is a better quarterback, and he's close to being a Hall of Famer.
5: Yeah, McLevin. I, I don't know his exact number, but didn't Stafford get one of those big rookie deals? He must have made a ton of money.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, you can't factor in money because then you're always going to take the guy. Like, would you take Dak Prescott's uh, career over uh, Bart Starr? Well, you'd go, well, look at the money. Of course I would. Yeah, Seaton. Quarterback seems to be, I know it's not every year, but there's
4: sort of the de facto Super Bowl MVP, unless somebody else has an insane game.
2: Yeah, I... uh, yeah, but you still, I mean, Joe Flacco, yes, you have to give it to somebody. Normally the quarterback is going to get it. But what are Flacco's number? Flacco was a great postseason quarterback. His numbers are better than Hall of Famers. Yeah, Paul.
3: Joe Flacco in the postseason for his career was 10-5. And, yeah, and Yeah. And he had 25 touchdowns and 10 picks. Yeah, he was good.
5: He, he was very respectable. Yeah, McLevin. He did not get robbed on the money front either, by the way. Yeah. Uh, look, he's at 171. Okay. Yeah. And you know how Joe Flacco likes to spend his money. That'll probably last a long time. <laughs> he's probably
2: got the car that he had when he first signed in the NFL. Yes, Paul. Matthew
5: Stafford
3: could give away $171 million and still have $100 million left to play with. Matt Stafford, after next season, will be at $270 million, and I'm sure he's got one more, kind of one of those three-year, $120 million contracts ahead of him if he plays well with the Rams. You know what I mean? Like, he's at the age where he, he can't get a seven-year deal with the Rams.
2: Is he in the last year of his deal?
3: Uh, I think they have it, yeah, no, 2022, he's going to get $23 million. Yeah.
2: If you were with us yesterday, and Carson Palmer dropped his uh, bomb there with Mike Tomlin, maybe be maybe being on the USC wish list, and I Mike Tomlin has his press conference coming up in an hour. I'm going to guess somebody's going to ask him about it. But you know, there's a lot of names on this list, just to let you know, because I said to Carson, who I think is involved in the coaching search, or at least. You know, they're bouncing names off of him, and rightfully so, since he went to USC. And, you know, from what I'm told, Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator with the Cowboys. Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator with the Cowboys. That'll give you an idea of, the you know, the spectrum, the range here. We're still in October. We got a lot of time. And even Carson Palmer said yesterday, maybe week 16, week 17 of the NFL season, you might get a better indication of is Mike Tomlin or someone else in the NFL going to be on the shorter list there. I was also told that uh, some people at USC have cooled on James Franklin. That was the expression after the Illinois game season, maybe on the brink tough schedule coming up and maybe they've cooled on him. Also was told he's hired an agent, Jimmy Sexton, and I said to my source, well, what's that mean? Said he'll leverage this uh, and, you know, get something out of somebody here. And he's also very influential in the SEC, which could mean, does he go back to the SEC? Does he go to LSU? These are just things that I'm told this morning. Keep an eye on. Yes, Todd.
6: I wonder how week to week it is. Like, say Penn State somehow beats Ohio State badly, then all of a sudden he's warm again, Franklin, to USC?
2: No idea could be i don't know just feels like james franklin has been the name and now maybe he's not the name chris peterson coached at boise for a long time coached at washington not coaching now but i think you got you got some names there and uh, you're going to have a growing and you should instead of it's like when usc said no we're going to uh, we're going to keep clay helton i'm like you shouldn't you got I mean, if this is that coveted of a job, then open it up. See who you can get. And, and you know, this we gotta hire somebody who went to school here. You know? No, you don't. And sometimes you need somebody on the outside looking in. I mean, I I don't hire family members because they're family. I hire the people who make the most sense for the show. I mean, not necessarily the guys in front of me here, but uh, the guys in back, those are the guys (laughs) who are really, really important. Sort of saddled with these guys. And then I got to take you to Chicago coming up on Thursday. What are you guys wearing, by the way?
3: Suits, right? Yeah. Dark suits. Yeah. But you're wearing black tie? Yeah.
2: Even if it's not black tie, I mean, I'm going to go in there and make a statement.
5: Bow tie or long tie?
2: long time yeah but it's sort of a funeral for my career you know once you get in the hall of fame it's over so i have to wear a black tie like i'm going to my wake and you guys are the pallbearers so. should we carry you in for your speech <laughs> I, i'm i'm just gonna be like stiff like this lying down like this then you guys carry me in yes Tom. That's
6: so, i don't like when you talk like that like well, death yeah i don't like death talk but that's such a depressing way to look at it it's such a big, amazing honor to, mm. in the history of people that have done radio that you're going to be in, no. in the Hall of Fame and that would consider it like that.
2: They could have done it a couple of years ago.
6: <laughs> you still got a long way to go. You're all right. Do I? You do. Okay. You have as long way to go as you want.
2: No, no, not necessarily. I think
6: so. you're healthy. Everyone loves you. You're fine.
2: Somebody could come in and just say, uh, hey, turn off your microphone. And then
6: that's it. I really don't see that.
2: It happens to everybody. That's what happens. The only reason why you want me to keep going is so you can stay employed. You don't really care about my health.
6: That's a horrible thing to say. (laughs) I think I could speak for all of us that we'd all like to continue doing this. It's at least 50-50. We do
4: care about your health. Okay. It's in the equation. Okay. Under the umbrella of the... Okay. All right.
3: Yeah. I'll admit it.
2: 50-50.
4: Okay. That's fine. A nice healthy paycheck also helps, too. Yes, it is.
2: Healthy host means healthy paycheck. (laughs) I'm just saying. Everybody wins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Todd, you got to embrace death.
6: It's okay. And I, I, maybe, it's, maybe it's my Jewish neurotic upbringing. I just hate everything associated with that. Yeah. Just, it's morbid. It is inevitable. I understand that. But uh, but for, at least for this week coming up in a couple of days, we're going to celebrate and it's going to be an amazing thing. seeing so you go up there and be inducted. And it's not the end of an
2: era or... How are we going to celebrate? You don't celebrate.
6: I'll have my, my fruit juice, and you guys can have your champagne or whatever you, you imbibe with, and uh, we'll all be together, and I think it's a big, awesome deal. That's I think
2: I'm body thinking. shots probably in order.
6: Well, Seaton and I already have that background.
2: <laughs> you know I'm down, yeah. <laughs> Still one of the more disturbing things I've ever witnessed. Todd, Todd was lying on the bar, I think. Yes, yes, he was. And Seton did a shot out of Todd's belly button. That is true. The
4: only thing that was different that I think that I didn't do, like, I think you usually get, like, salt (laughs) off of someone's neck. (laughs) And then, like, you know, it's a little more involved. I don't remember doing that
2: part of it, although it's possible we did. (laughs) I I don't think you licked salt off Todd's neck. I
6: don't think so. But we'll forever be licked. You know, long after the show's over, whether he likes it or not, we'll always be a brother. We're
2: bonded. That's disturbing. Yes, Pauline.
6: It was like Coyote
3: Uglier. It was, he's up <laughs> on the bar. Nobody wanted to see it. You know, all the girls in the Cuyo, were yeah. like This is awesome. Let's watch these girls. People were running away, hiding their kids' faces. Yeah. It's
4: just content. It is. <laughs> I'm good. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I think well, it was more traumatic for Todd for some reason. I'm like, yeah, that was fun. It was, pretty wild. it was yes, pretty wild. Yes, it was.
6: <laughs> and there was no like de- pre-delinting procedure or anything beforehand. He just went in there and we did what we did. I can <laughs> confirm that there was
2: no delinting procedure. <laughs> what is wrong with that? No, I don't even know. I said Everything. That. Everything. All right, let's take a break. We're going to talk some special basketball. Special day. Yeah. Yep. Jim Jackson, former NBA great, will join us. Uh, LeBron's shooting a lot of threes here. Is that a good thing? And, uh, of course, he had a little altercation over the weekend with the Lakers. Talk a little bit of basketball here with uh, Jim Jackson. My, my guy, LaMelo Ball, if you haven't watched him, you're missing out. He's great. He's awesome. Bandwagon is filling up. Yeah, McLemore.
5: I don't think the Warriors should have drafted him. Because I think he's the next Steph Curry. Down. No, 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 no. Hot, hot, no, no,
2: hot, no hot, he is. Hot, hot, hot. He's Steph Currying
5: these guys. Be easy, be easy. How can I be easy? be easy? He's hitting threes from everywhere.
2: You have to fill out a, an application to be on the bandwagon. Okay.
5: I thought just being in the building when you created the bandwagon was enough. I know.
2: I I tried to help Steve Kerr. I said, Steve, take Lamelo Ball, not James Wiseman. Yeah, he didn't listen. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. When we go to Chicago, I have to bring my Discover credit card because I got to pick up the tab here, you know. But also understand, Discover matches all the cash back I earn on that credit card at the end of the first year automatically, and there's no limit on how much you can earn, which is amazing. In fact, even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. So when it comes to Discover, I'm going to hear the word yes when I check into the hotel in Chicago. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. No, you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces.
7: all in one app with one password. Prime Video, it's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply, Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards
2: and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about Timeless Legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show.
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Sunday, the Championship Four will be set. for drivers' title hopes will end. Who will have a happy Halloween at Martinsville? Find out next Sunday, 2 Eastern on NBC. McLevin, do you know what your Halloween costume is going to be this year? I sure do. Are you going to wear that Friday when we're in Chicago? Yeah,
5: I, there's a lot of debate. Me and the backroom guys have gone back and forth, and we have a plan. We think Friday is the best execution of said idea.
2: But we're not on TV on Friday when we're in Chicago. Yes,
5: you're going to have to wait for it till Monday on Peacock for the Visual, but you'll be able to see a sneak peek on Friday. Okay,
2: yeah, Paul.
3: Some of the greats of McLovin's past are, uh, I think, Steve Prefontaine, yep. uh, John uh, Johnny, uh, John McEnroe, yep. and then the...
5: the uh, Pittsburgh reliever, Kent to oh, Yeah, multiple teams, Kent to Colby. I love the 70s <laughs> athletes. That's uh, that's my go-to. Is that a hint? No, maybe. Okay. He. Uh, I'm just saying, Vitas Gerolitis, you might want to Google him. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't match the fashion of 70s tennis, Did, by did you do Kirk Cousins one year? Oh, yeah, I did the Kirk Cousins meme. I mean, my biggest... As Paulie like to say, do you my, think
2: anybody in Minnesota is going as Kirk Cousins for Halloween?
5: No, I don't think so. I would was the Washington football team, Kirk Cousins. You like that walking oh, back and right. forth? That's right. That's right. But as Paulie says, on my obituary, it's going to be Andy Reid.
2: Yeah, that was that was that punt pass and kick. Andy Reid is a thirteen year old. That one was awesome. Uh Jim Jackson, NBA on TNT, Clippers, Fox Analyst, and uh he's called the uh, first three Clippers games. They're one and two right now. Jim, good morning. How are you?
8: Dan, I'm good. Um, what is your costume? What's your Halloween costume?
2: I'm gonna go as a Hall of Famer.
8: <laughs> like in what sport?
2: Uh radio. Uh,
8: oh, okay. What yeah. what what is that? You gonna go as a mic?
2: No, just going as myself. <laughs> Like I'm just okay. going in as a Hall of Famer. I don't know. Did you ever have a good costume growing up?
8: No. Mine were terrible, bro. My I mean, we were we were into it. We just wanted to get out and run around the streets and try to get some free candy. Yeah. So we kind of put some stuff together. I mean, I, I, one time I think I went as Lynn Swan. Okay. That was because that was my favorite athlete. So I was Lynn Swan, Pittsburgh stillered up. Helmet, everything.
2: Did you ever meet Lynn Swan?
8: You know, I did. It was years later. I think I was in the league, and I ran up to him. I'm like a little kid. (laughs) But, you know, I'm like, man, I thought I was going to be you when I was growing up, man. It was awesome, man.
2: But you're growing up in Ohio, so you weren't a Browns fan. You're a Steeler fan.
8: No. You know, it's funny because I grew up closer to Detroit. So, actually, the Lions were more in touch, but not a Browns fan, not a Bengals fan. Uh, No, I just – it was something – I think when I was younger, Dan, it was the colors, the black and gold in the 70s out Pittsburgh. So it's since then, even if you remember the electronic football game yeah. that vibrated? Yeah. Okay. Everything I have was still or stuff. Everything.
2: Have you mm-hmm. gone to a game?
8: Oh, yeah. So I was at, I was at uh, Three Rivers the last year before they moved to Heinz Field to a Cowboys game. And then I went to Heinz Field for a game. So a few of my friends, one I grew up with, played high school basketball with, went to Michigan State, played uh, quarterback. Or safety uh, for the Steelers, so I went to support him. And then uh, another young fella, uh, Nate Washington, who played receiver, yeah. was for the Steelers. Was from Toledo and went to go watch him and support him. So had some blood running through the veins. A little bit of uh, Toledo, Ohio guys uh, playing for my for my squad.
2: Okay, how many shoes do you have behind you? Bunch. Okay, if I said over under one hundred, uh, over. Okay. What's the pair you're grabbing if you gotta grab a pair leaving the house?
8: Oh, oh, that's a good one, bro. You know we like to match the outfits up a little bit now. You gotta gotta coordinate a little bit. Um, you know what? Actually, though, it's a pair of slip ons that are just these white um, Steve uh, J- Kowski or J- something like that Nikes. That's that just easy. You just slip them on and just go. No style, nothing else. Just white gold, and everything.
2: Any autograph? Go-to. Any autograph sneakers in there?
8: No, unless you want to send me some. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hall of famer. I mean, you, don't, well. you, don't, you don't
2: have any <laughs> Jordan autographs or any of that no, stuff. No, no.
8: You know, I do have. A, you know, it's funny. I have a Jordan autograph picture when I was a sophomore, maybe junior in high school. They had a. I was in, you know, Ohio, of course, and I was being recruited by Ohio State. So they were playing at the old St. John's Arena, and it was a preseason game. Dennis Hobson was on the team, played at Ohio State. So they were playing, I think, the Cavs. And I got a chance to go in the locker room afterwards, and I got this picture with Michael Jordan uh, after the game, which I still got is at my mom's house. That's the only autograph I got. Well, I think I got a, doc- I got a Muhammad Ali boxing gloves. Yes.
2: Did Jordan remember giving you that when you uh, played no, against no. him? No, not at all. No, he didn't have <laughs> He
8: didn't have a clue. He didn't have a clue. <laughs> didn't have a clue. <laughs> you
2: didn't mention that to him when you... I didn't bring it up either. No, I did not. <laughs> okay, help me understand this with LeBron James. He attempted okay. six threes a game last year. That's the mm-hmm. most in his career. In right. three games so far, he's taking 10 threes a game. And he's shooting forty-eight percent. When you get older, yeah, you don't take it to the hoop as much as you used to. We've mm-hmm. seen a lot of guys. Vince Carter became a three-point shooter. Jay Kidd became mm-hmm. a three-point. You know, is is LeBron? Is this the evolution of LeBron becoming an older player, but still a relevant player?
8: Yes, but you, but you have to, Dan, because you can't exert that same amount of energy. And take that pounding as you used to, even though LeBron is like, you know, from Mars somewhere and still subhuman and what he does at his age. But you can tell over the years that the pounding has taken away some of his athletic ability, especially when he sometimes gets to the basket and can't finish as well as he did in the past. So, you know, as a player, you look at. What's the easier way for me to be more effective? But that also goes back into putting in their work in the gym, because if you don't put in the work, then that viable option to step out and shoot threes is not there. And, you know, that was one of the questions in LeBron's career early on in regards to his jump shot. But as he's matured as a player, you know, he shot, he has shot a a really good percentage from behind three-point line, but now it's more relevant and prevalent because he is a little bit old.
2: Yeah, I don't consider him a very good shooter, but like he's a scorer. But, but he's
8: accurate. But he's but he's accurate. And when you look at the percentages of yeah. a three point shooter, he's not a catch and shoot guy that you're going to spot in the corner and you know he's going to be not. But I tell you one thing for for a ball handler, uh, what he's able to do when guys go under the screen and step back and shoot it, that is a weapon to have that a lot of people sometimes don't have. You know what makes Steph so good and Kevin Durant? Not only can they beat you with catch and shoot, but they can beat you off the dribble. So LeBron being able to handle step behind the screen, come down and shoot it off the dribble, I think keeps him viable and and, and active and a threat when he has the ball in his hand.
2: I've told this audience: don't overreact to anything. Whether no right. matter what the sport is, we we want to we want to figure something out before. You should mm. figure it out, especially week one. You know, the Lakers, okay, they got an old roster. Uh, Russ, he's not really fitting in. Oh, you got uh, Dwight Howard and uh, Anthony Davis pushing each other. I want to wait till after Christmas, and yeah. then I'll get a better sense of how healthy they're going to be, what's the workload like, does Russ know what his role – Russ has never been like that number three option. And And you go from being ball dominant to mm. what am I supposed to do? And I I don't think they're playing good defense. Um, I'm going to beg, I'm going to let everybody shoot for the most part. Go ahead and shoot those jumpers. I'm fine with that. What is your takeaway from the Lakers' first week of the season?
8: This is their preseason because they really didn't play the core group together a lot of minutes in preseason. Now, keep in mind, you still, Kendrick Nunn, is that in there? THT, um, Wayne Ellington, which changes the dynamic of your offense because you have a shooter. Yeah. So you don't have a full complement of who the Lakers are going to be. Again, everybody wants to overreact in that. First, I don't care that you say what sport, but a lot of people just want to be right and say, oh, well, I told you this team was not going to be that good. I told you this was going to happen. I told you. We know in, in this league that 20 to 25 games, you kind of figure out who you are as a team. Now. The outlier in that is if if you had some key players who weren't healthy right away that are just now getting back into it so that number of games may be skewed a little bit more may be larger because you got to integrate those guys in to see who you are. But I I just think for the Lakers, it's a matter of getting guys on the same page, understanding rules. I think Russ will be fine. You know, the difference is is that he's not a catch-and-shoot player that plays with LeBron. But if you're the Lakers, what do you want? You want to be in a good position come the second half of the season to be healthy, playing well, and ready for the playoffs. Whether that's you're in, you know, you know, in the fifth position or third position, it doesn't matter. I don't think to the Lakers they just want to be healthy, playing their best basketball, going into the playoffs.
2: Any issue with Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard having a little uh, shoving match?
8: Well, it depends on what it was about, really. If it was more than that. For that to escalate over one play you can question to say did it really just escalate over you didn't switch on the back side or is it something there we don't know we have to keep our eye on it but not yet now players get into it you hate to see it dan on the sideline now guys get into it and arguments pushing matches and practice and stuff all the time but when it plays out on national tv on the bench with those two players That's when, you know, all eyes are like, okay, what's the real issue? And sometimes it may be something as simple as a miscommunication, or sometimes it could be some other little thing brewing. So hopefully that's not the case, but it's not something that's an anomaly to professional sports. He's Jim
2: Jackson, former NBA great. He is a Clippers analyst, also Fox analyst. What did you make of Paul George talking to Steph Curry and saying during the game, hey, let me shoot one from the logo. I'll let you shoot one from the logo. And Steph, they pick it up on microphones. Yeah, and, and Steph shoots the three from the logo and makes it.
8: Don't poke the bear. Just just leave that one alone. I mean, some things you know Steph is going to do. And I think Paul was, you know, challenging from the perspective because he's rolling at the time. Yeah. you know. <laughs> the Clippers are coming back. But it's, it's some things. It's just like, no, nah, no. Nah. When, when I actually play against Mike, it's some things I would say and talk you know, and then, you know, he would give you that look and next to you, you know, he goes off. And that's Steph, too. Steph may not look intimidating. Steph may not talk a lot of stuff, but you put him in that situation, Dan, he's going to make you pay for it. He did. I mean, I don't know if it was the next play. He stepped to the logo and knocked it in, but...
2: But why would uh, you say something to Michael Jordan, Jim?
8: Well, I mean, because, you know, at the time, you didn't care. I mean, you were competing. You know what I mean? You know, listen... At the end of the day, Mike, if he gives you forty or fifty, so what? He he did that to everybody. I mean, at the the end of the day, I mean, so it's like, I mean, we we were we were going back at it in my when I was in New Jersey, we we had beat them myself, Sam Cassell and that squad, John Calipari was the coach, we beat them in Jersey, and they were hot. So we came back to Chicago and played, and we were jawing back and forth the whole time. I mean, just going at it, and uh, after the game. Uh, J- Joe Klein, we're walking in the line. He said, man, leave my young fellow alone. And Mike said, no, JJ's. that's my guy. But tell him that's why he's wearing my shoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Mike drop. Mike yeah, drop. Yeah, that, yeah, You know what? I kept wearing them for the rest of the year, too, Dad. I didn't take them off.
2: Yeah. M-I-K-E, <laughs> that kind of mic drop.
8: <laughs> yeah. and, and, oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. I did have 33, though, that game. So I can't. We lost, but. I held my all for at least one game.
2: Um, I'm trying to figure this out with uh, Steve Nash's approach. He said that James Harden has unfairly been the poster child of some of these rule changes with non-basketball moves. He says he's still getting fouled, but feels the refs are hyper-aware with them when Harden has the ball and uh, he's at the time shot only nine free throws. Didn't Steve Nash... You know, wasn't he the one that said something about Trey Young and that's not basketball, the moves that he yeah. has? And now all of a sudden, James Harden's not getting these calls? What do you make of
8: this? Well, Trey is not on his team. That's what, what you mean. I mean, James, <laughs> James Harden is. So, of course, you got to go to bat you know, for your player. But listen, it is it, man. For years, James has been able to get away. This staff is not shooting the same amount of free throws. Um, I don't think Luca or Trey Young this year right now shooting the same amount of free throws because they got to make an adjustment. The rules were one way. As a pro, you make the adjustment. I remember, I remember the hand-checking rule came in. Yeah, And that was such a different way of playing defense than we were taught. It took time for the really great defensive players to adjust, and they didn't like it. And they were picking up fouls because that was their, what they were accustomed to. And no matter what their reputation was about being a great defensive player, they were still getting foul calls. But eventually, they were able to figure out that fine line in between of how to bend that rule a little bit. And I do believe that the, the, the players that uh, are accustomed to getting to the line, drawing those fouls, once they play more games and figure out how the officials are calling it, we'll be able to make the adjustments. You can't be mad now because for so long, you've been getting away with a lot of stuff. Again, a lot of fouls that probably weren't fouls. So the tendency is to complain about it a little bit, but pros will be pros and they'll figure it out.
2: This was a conversation that was brought up on this show when um, Zion and John Morant coming into the NBA, Mm -hmm. and then we saw them playing. And I remember being asked by uh, one of my guys, you know, who would you take? And I said, well, I would take Ja Morant, the basketball player. I'd take Zion as the draw because I, yeah. I mm-hmm. you know, Zion's going to people come out to see him, but I think Ja Morant is the better basketball player long-term because of Zion, that weight. Um, he, You know, he's coming off foot surgery now. I mean, yeah. that, and he's close to 300 pounds. Um, I I know it's easy to make the call now and say Ja Morant, but oh, I, I don't know about, Zion, bigger picture here. And, mm-hmm. and you know, how long can he stay at a reasonable healthy. weight, healthy? Yes, exactly.
8: Yeah. Well, but, you know, it's a lot of people that are right now patting themselves on the back that said at the time that you, they would have taken John Moran. But it's all relative to the team situation. In New Orleans, they needed that draw, yep. okay, at the time. They had Lonzo Ball, who was running the point, who they thought in their mind was very complimentary to the team that they had because, um, you know, with his passing ability. Um, and, ja, I mean, if Zion, if all things were equal and he was healthy, that's kind of a once in a generation type of player. You know, and that's not taking anything from Job ja, because you can kind of find a Job ja Morant in a draft and find a player that could be similar from a skill set, from a scoring perspective. Yep. You're not going to find a Zion Williams. You're just not. Yep. Okay. Now, you want him to be healthy. Now, Looking back at it, oh, well, I told you so. Well, no, you didn't, because nobody can predict somebody's health. Now, they did have some caution, some warning signs to say that his his weight would become an issue if he doesn't handle it. Yeah. And up to this point, he's not been able to do that, hence not been on the court. And Jao right now has prospered and looks like the better player long term because he's been on the court.
2: Yeah, I love John Morant.
8: Oh, I had well. I had the other day, but against the Clippers. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and you know, the thing about it is his level of maturity of understanding. I think, it, kind of him like Dame Dame Lillard, okay, C.J. McCollum, small school, Steph Curry, have, and now job for them to to be able to mature over three or four year period, okay, and school, learn the ins and outs, um, kind of grow their games, become one of those. Um, I think. Um, from a leadership perspective, they learned how to lead, okay, during their time. So when they came into the league, they were a little bit more mature, a little bit more game ready. And that second year for them, you saw this big jump because of that maturity. Now, in college, you, you know, as I know, Dan, if you're a senior, you're washed up. They look at you like, you know, you're not going to grow anymore. But I beg to differ because... You look at John and this outstanding ability, but it's in this, it's in between here where he's really grown. Yeah. Now he's shooting a jump shot a lot better. So it'll be tough, man.
2: Uh I think your last year you played thirteen games with the Lakers.
8: Mm-hmm. No, I, I sat.
2: Oh yeah. I was there. You didn't get to play.
8: <laughs> I was there.
2: Uh, <laughs> did you did you keep your jersey from that last season with the Lakers?
8: Honestly, you know, the 24 I have it because my mom likes to collect it. I probably would have threw it away just knowing me just because I didn't play. But no, I kept it because it was, I mean, being part of the organization, of course, of the Lakers. And, you know, I got to say, Dan, you talk about being in the Hall of Fame. You know, my jerseys up there hanging in the rafters right now. Which one? 24. 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 okay so, I mean, so my 13 was 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 well utilized while i was there
2: okay you know? all right so you're taking credit for kobe's 24
8: um uh yeah i'm taking credit. No, <laughs> you, you know it's, you know what's funny though it, coming into the year this is what i heard though coming into the year he wanted to change from 8 to 24 but that he had waited too late Cause you know, they'd already began to market the number eight. Yeah. So that's why the following year he had ended up going to 24 and I, I was able to get it while I was there. So but I'm still going to take credit for it.
2: Hey, great to, great to talk to you and uh, we'll check in with you during the season. Thank you, Jim.
8: You're at it. Go bucks, man. All
2: right. That's uh, Jim Jackson. That's a uh, Ohio state Bucks, not Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Uh former NBA. Great. And, uh, Basketball analyst for the Clippers and Fox. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's
1: me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
2: Want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought after NFL and NBA, FIFA and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
2: Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Final results of the poll question. Now that uh, this week is in the books, week eight, Green Bay at Arizona. That's Thursday night. Tampa Bay at New Orleans coming up this Sunday. Pittsburgh at Cleveland, Tennessee at Indianapolis, and Dallas at Minnesota. Those are some of the big games coming up this weekend. McLovin, final results of the poll question.
5: (laughs) Hour three was whose career would you want? Matthew Stafford or Joe Flacco? 74% went Stafford. Okay.
2: By the way, tomorrow on the program, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, will join us. And Matt Amodio, he's the uh, Jeopardy guy. Uh, The guy from Yale, he's going to stop by the man cave here. Is that right, Todd? That is absolutely correct. Okay, thank you. I just want to make sure I get... Uh, Who is Matt well, he doesn't do it that way. He just says, what is? Yeah,
6: what is Matt Amodio joining us in the Matt man
2: cave? Matt Amodio. Not a grammar guy. Big picture, though. So he'll join us in the man cave. Uh, Jeremy in Wisconsin. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind today?
3: Hey, good morning, DP. Fellas, first, I wanted to congratulate you on, you know, the fantastic career you've had thus far, and also the inauguration into the Hall of Fame, much-deserved And I have a follow up request and then two questions. The request is could we, as your um, fans, get or request a Hall of Famer t shirt to have made Hmm. to uh, celebrate? Hmm. And then, two or the questions are if you or what kind of stands out as the event or moment in your career that kind of really defines what you've done thus far, and if you were to have an interview with anyone alive or dead, who would it be? I'll hang up and listen. All the best. Enjoy your
2: week. Wow. Uh, I don't know about a Hall of Fame t-shirt. I think it was, uh, the topic was broached, and then I think I said to Seton that, I don't know if I feel good about that.
4: Well, we do have a t-shirt that we're ready to um, oh, no. unveil Oh boy, that can be in celebration of the Hall of Fame, but it actually has nothing to do with the Hall of Fame. Okay.
2: Is that the win or lose we celebrate?
4: No. Oh, okay. No. It's following another theme that we've sort of been working on with recent T-shirts. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Maybe tomorrow.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. The signature moment. I don't know if I have a signature moment. I've been fortunate to have been involved in a lot of different things with a lot of great people and a lot of great events, but I, I don't know if there's one that I would say... No, that's the reason why you're going into the Hall of Fame. Don't know that. I think we've had the best year this past year than any other year I've had in radio. But it, but it's just, it's a small group of people here. We know what we're doing every single day. We've broken so many stories in the past year. I mean, you start with Russell Wilson and then, you know, or even go back with college football and Big Ten wasn't going to play. Pac-12 wasn't going to play. Uh you know, we've even had stories about, you know, Tennessee's recruits being paid in McDonald's bags, um, you know, covering the pandemic. I've never been prouder of what we've done. We people were on remote at home or you showed up here. Everybody abided by everything we needed to do since I'm, you know, immune compromised. And, uh, and we did it. We did it every day. And uh, that that was a big deal to be able to do it. And, and not and there were so many things to talk about as well. Uh, those are proud moments that I have, but that's in the the past year. Yeah, Paul.
3: You want me to clip that and send it to Chicago and that could be your speech? Oh. You could just sit back and drink with us
2: and yeah. pop it up on the screen. Yeah, but then I got to acknowledge you guys because, oh. you know, I like how when I said to Todd, I said, you know, I might not have time to acknowledge you guys. Uh, you know, it's a five minute speech. So can I just say that? Hey, thank you for all the great things you've done. And then Todd goes, well, it'd be nice if you said it publicly. And I, yeah, said, I threw
6: a mini tantrum. I thought I was like really. You can't but, I, take two but I'm saying say it? it
2: on the radio show, not at a private event. So I'm saying, you know, thank you. You guys made radio fun again, and I and I could not have done it without you. I mean, that's very that good, very well
5: stated. Thank you. Wait, what's happening here? Are you are you saying that now, and we're not going to hear it again?
2: <laughs> Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation <laughs> runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2021 Mercedes-Benz. Range of SUVs. Every member is waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Hope you have a great day. And I mean that. Todd doesn't, but I do. We'll talk to you tomorrow. One more item as we close out the show. Basketball is back. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy, is celebrating the return to the hardwood by giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Playing daily fantasy hoops is really easy. Pick your lineup, then you stay under the salary cap, rack up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. Score big, and you have a chance to score big cash as well. Free shot at millions of dollars, total prizes, and it's a perfect time to show off your basketball IQ. DraftKings safe. Secure, reliable, best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Make sure you download the DraftKings app now. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. This week, new customers get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. But you have to enter that promo code PATRICK. You get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's with your first deposit. Promo code PATRICK only at DraftKings. You have to have a minimum of $5 deposit and eligibility restrictions do apply. See
0: DraftKings.com for details. Good luck.